This is Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily with Andrew Hustler-Patterson and Michael Remus. All right, everybody, let's get to it. It is go time. The playoffs are here. And finally, we've got the Winnipeg Jets and Edmonton Oilers dropping the puck tonight in Edmonton in game one of their best of seven round one series in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Welcome to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. I'm your host, Andrew Patterson, along with the CTO, Michael Remus. And we are going to be all over the Jets and Oilers in the Stanley Cup playoffs today as we count down the hours to puck drop tonight in Edmonton. Cannot wait to welcome in TSN's James Duffy in just a few minutes. And a little later on, we'll have the latest on the Winnipeg Jets with Mike McIntyre from the Winnipeg Free Press and discuss all angles of this matchup heading into Game 1 tonight. As always, we are brought to you by our great family of sponsors, Not Autocorp, Boston Pizza, Royal Sports, the Nick and Nicky DQ Group, Little Brown Jug Brewing, Assiniboia Downs, opening day on Monday, Breezy Bend, Coolbeck Canada, and Aikens Lake Wilderness Lodge. All right, let's get to it. Let's get Remus in here. Welcome to everyone that is joining us live. Man, we've got a great crowd right off the hop. Sounds like people are ready for some playoff hockey and ready to talk about it this afternoon with us here on Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Remo, how you feeling, pal? Oh, Remo, you're muted. I don't know. Everyone's saying in the chat that you're muted. Remo, the, the chat is just going off right now. Mute. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> muted. It was, um, you know what it was? It was a win. I did a Windows update before the show, and it messed up some of my sound settings. That's what that's what it was. So, so are you back now? I'm back. I'm back. You should be back. All right. Well, anyway, still, let's just look at the chat. These are sort of the moments that really bring out the best of our viewers. Remo on mute. Destruction. Yeah. Mute. No. Dilly Dolls. Remo with the classic muted start. Unmute. Uh, uh, but split. Say again. What? Paula Dett, lip reading time. Okay, okay, we got it. I, I, I wasn't muted. It was Windows. I did a Windows update before the show. I want to make sure everything's ready. And uh, it messed up my uh, my microphone on, on our program here. So, All right. oh, oh well, well, you know what? I screwed, it, I screwed yeah. that up pretty good. <laughs> Not too bad. Anyways, regardless, we had a little fun with that right off the yeah. bat. You're back. I am here. Jets and Oilers tonight. How are you feeling going into game one? The wait is finally over mm-hmm. and we are ready to get after it. Here, well, I was feeling, you know, you know, we had seen the Oilers torch the Jets six straight, what are people saying, six straight losses. Um, you know, McDavid's ran all over them, but I don't know, I was feeling kind of down. And then I saw this yesterday, the Jets tweeting this out, uh, this picture, uh, snowstorm, you might call it a whiteout in Edmonton in May, May 19. It's not like early May. This is almost June. We're closer to June. So... I don't know if that's foreshadowing us or what, but I am feeling <laughs> feeling a bit better about the Jets' chances. Call me crazy, but, I mean, uh, this isn't, you know, a f- sign of what's to come. I don't know what is. Yeah, I mean, you remember the Jets' playoff um, motto the last couple seasons has been, a storm is coming. Yes. Well, the Winnipeg Jets got to Edmonton, and a storm has arrived in Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're hoping that that storm will continue with the visitors tonight. Um, You know, we're going to get more on this from Mike McIntyre a little bit later on. Can tell you that Ken Weeb uh, just tweeted out that one of the Sportsnet camera guys who's on the ground in Edmonton was mentioning that the Jets went out for their morning skate. Andrew Kopp was in the full contact jersey as expected. We do believe that he will be in the lineup. Paul Stasny as well. 
Um, but Nikolai Ehlers still in the yellow non-contact jersey and Pierre-Luc Dubois in a yellow non-contact jersey. Now, it's unfortunate. I thought maybe Ehlers would be good to go tonight. And just, you know, if you saw some highlights last night during the broadcast, they kind of showed him jumping up into the boards with his shoulder. I think just trying to test, you know, get a little bit of a head of trying to, you know, work into some contact. Obviously, it's not ready to go yet, though, for game number one. And I think this is why we remember when Paul Maurice announced the injury, he said, we're confident and hopeful that Nikolai Ehlers would be ready for the beginning of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the emphasis was more on hopeful as opposed to confident, and he won't be there. But I do believe, you know, from talking to people, I think there is a belief that he will be available at some point in this series. Um, You just hope you're not too far behind the eight ball by the time such an impactful player comes back. As far as Dubois goes, I guess we'd have to take this as a, a, a step forward. The fact that he's been on the ice, because this is the first time we've seen him on the ice since he left in the third period against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, The fact that he's on the trip, the fact that he's out there in the non-contact jersey, I think is good. But as far as game one goes tonight, um, you know, I'm just reading Murat's piece in the uh, the Athletic, and we don't have confirmation that these will be the lines, but... I mean, we know how much is going to be on the shoulders of Wheeler, Connor, and Shifley with that top line. What's really interesting is that, you know, it's sort of, if you if you take what we saw in practice yesterday beforehand, this second line could be Paul Stastny along with Andrew Kopp and Christian Veselainen, who have played a total of exactly zero minutes together over the course of the regular season. And it is sort of ironic, I guess, for a team that for the most part of the season were so lucky when it came to injuries. Of course, this is happening at the worst possible time of the season. But I'll tell you what, for Veselainen, who has had limited opportunities, usually in the bottom six, uh, for this first rounder, I mean, what this is the opportunity of his career right now to show what he can do in the absence of Dubois and, of course, Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, I'm just looking at the lines here from Murat. At his, uh, you know, column on the Athletic, Connor, Shafley, Wheeler, Kopp, Stasny, Veselainen, Perot, Lowry, Appleton, Harkins, Thompson, Lewis, and then uh, the defense going with. Uh, let me just. We know what it is here. We know what do we got here. Yeah, we well, got I mean, Demorisi, you know, Demelo, Demelo, forward, Pionk, Stanley, uh, Poolman is is what Murat uh, has. So you know, nothing's really changed. Um, although he had uh, Ben as an extra, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I thought I, I, I thought Ben whole, was going to go in. No, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'd seen Stanley and Ben playing together, and Tucker Pullman yeah. had still been in, you know, some level of recovery. Um, so that I mean, that will be something to look for. You know, we'll keep tabs on the reports coming out of Edmonton for the morning skate, and probably at some point during the program, uh, I would imagine oh. we'll have some updates from uh, so, head coach Paul Maurice after the uh, after. Yeah, the Sarah. Sorry, Sarah just tweeted out: Harkins, Hainala, Ben, Dubois, and Ehlers still on the ice at the end. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. We will wait and see. Maybe that means Poolman is in. But I yeah, thought, that, I, that that that. But why would Harkins still be on the ice if maybe he just wants to get extra practice in? Oh, that is uh, that it, that is a good question because I think we all assumed that Harkins would be out there with Nate Thompson and Trevor Lewis. Yes, um, you never know. I mean, maybe Dominic Toninato impressed um, Paul Maurice so much that they're going to put him in the lineup yeah. for the first night. Um, all that up in the air. And again, you know, when you're dealing with these sort of injuries, uh, it is. I mean, you know, you basically can only do what you're able to do, and you know, with big injuries comes big opportunity. 
and in particular, Christian Veselainen, as well as Matthew Perot. And, you know, the numbers of Perot with Lowry and Appleton this year were actually quite good from, you know, an analytics standpoint. Certainly they were able to do some good things in both ends of the ice. Um, to me, this line might be the key. I mean, I know we're going to focus on Shifley and for good reason. I mean, we're going to need those guys. The Jets are going to need those guys to score. But as far as a line that can be impactful in both ends of the ice, and most importantly, the defensive zone, probably with a matchup quite often against Connor McDavid, it's the Adam Lowry line. And we saw Mason Appleton with a strong finish to the season. And Matthew Perot, I mean, I've been impressed with Perot all year long. I didn't have big expectations for Perot for Perot coming into this season. And to be honest, Reem, he has been uh, he's been great this year. I've been working really hard to try to get another contract, stay in the National Hockey League. And uh, man, he's going to have an opportunity to be very impactful despite playing most of this season in a fourth-line role in the Jets when everyone was healthy. Yeah, and for Perot, I mean, the key for him has been he's stayed healthy the whole year. Um, you know, he's kind of had limited minutes on the fourth line, but when he's been on the ice, uh, he's looked great, made an impact. And I think that's been awesome for him and a guy who's in a you know contract year and we'll kind of wait and see. He's been here for a while now. I'm curious uh, where you know what's going to be next for him in terms of contract, if it's going to be with the Jets or elsewhere. But I know Appleton was just speaking. He was saying he feels the third line, uh, their line, as you mentioned, with Perot and Lowry, has a chance to make an impact. And I agree. I mean, you look at the second line and the third line, I mean, just based on the fact that they've played together before, I'd probably take this Lowry-Appleton-Perot line over the unknown of Stasny, Cobb, Veselina. No offense to those guys. I mean, they're all great players. You know, Cobb has played pretty much in every line this season. Stasny, uh, you know, smartest uh, player that Ehlers has ever played with. But Veselina, I mean, he's kind of been in that energy role, and now he's kind of stepping up to be a, a, in a scorer role. So we'll see. I mean, we can say what the lines are we want all, you know, we can say what they are on paper, but, uh, you know, we're going to look at the score sheet at the end and see, you know, what the minutes distribution is like. And I'm sure, you know, knowing Paul Maurice, there's going to be some line shuffling as well. Yeah, breaking news. The blender made the trip to Edmonton. So yeah. uh, at some point, it could be broken out. Heck, in the first period, it might be broken out tonight. Um, but, yeah, for those people that are just jumping in right now, um, Chuck Winnipeg, did I catch PLD is out? It, it, I mean, we'll get confirmation when Maurice speaks later on. But Dubois... And Ehlers were in non-contact jerseys today for the morning skate. And if that isn't a sign that they won't be playing, I don't know what is. So, uh, you know, they go in. You know the guys that they will have available. The one guy that will absolutely be available and needs to be his regular dominant self is number 37, Connor Hellebuck. And, Remo, can we start firing up the birthday narrative yes. for the Jets' Vesna Trophy winner? Oh, of course. I mean, are you betting? I don't know jinx anything, but are you betting shutout? I mean... We, everything's, you know, if you're into, like, the signs and astrology, everything's lining up here for Jets in game one. One, you had the snowstorm that I showed before, and it's Connor Helbig, your Vesna Trophy goalie's birthday. Uh, 28 years old uh, today, so I'm sure the Jets want to, you know, you know, have a nice uh, gift for him, a win in game one. So we will uh, we'll wait and see, but we know he's been great, and it's going to be up to him. He's going to have to be better than Mike Smith. He's going to have to steal a game, I think, especially it would be great with, uh, you know, until we get Ehlers and Dubois back in the lineup. But uh, I think a lot is going to be on Connor Hellebuck. I don't know if they're checking the uh, the boards there in Edmonton, but it's cropped up uh, in the past in Montreal and even in Winnipeg. You know, maybe he'll go around and do a quick check for any <laughs> anything sticking out. 
Yeah, it, it was bizarre how many times that happened in the regular season, going off the stanchions and ended up biting them. And uh, well, hopefully they just, like many of the bad things that happened this year, hopefully you got those out during the regular season uh, because everyone's back on even terms right now despite the fact that the Oilers dominated the Jets in the regular season series. Um, as I mentioned, James Duffy coming up in just a couple minutes and then Mike McIntyre a little later on will break down everything going on with the Winnipeg Jets heading into tonight's game. We'll get his thoughts on both sides of this matchup for game one as well as this series and maybe get into a little talk about what's going on in the rest of the National Hockey League. Uh, pretty good night last night uh, in the NHL. Shout out to anyone that tailed me on that Vegas minus a goal and a half bet. Um, was sweating it a little bit after about another 30 minutes of scoreless hockey between the two clubs. And then Minnesota went up, but Vegas bounces back. Another brilliant game by Marc-Andre Fleury. He gets the win, and they tie the series at at one. Meanwhile, tough for the Panthers. I thought they played another really hard-nosed game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But man, you add in... Kucherov and Stamkos to an already pretty lethal lineup and um, well you've got a team that's going to be very tough to beat and uh, the Panthers after the great season they've had are heading on the road down two to zero Reem. Yeah and I think that first game I don't want to say it was like the end of the Panthers but they're I know they've had a great season they're already you know mixed flip-flopping goalies you kind of have a heartbreaking loss in game one and you have the experience of Tampa again getting Kucherov defending cup champions they're up 2-0 uh, I think Tampa's or Florida's in a really uh, tough spot here. Uh, you know, you know, it's a great story. They're having a good season. You know, Joel Quenville's uh, making things happen behind the bench, but uh, I'm not so sure about about this one. And I guess shout out to Vegas. I mean, it's hard not to see Mark Andre Fleury doing his thing in the playoffs again, and like just have flashbacks of him doing it to the Jets <laughs> in uh, the 2018 Western Final. Uh, I'm sorry to bring it up. I know it's a difficult wound, but. That's what I think of, and he's just been doing this again and again, uh, even has with a sword uh, in his back. He's uh, getting it done. <laughs> yes, he's, indeed. He's the able infamous, to... as, uh, as Alan Walsh got any tweets ready for when they give Laner a start at some point in the playoffs, wouldn't yeah. that be something? Um, anyways, we'll talk more about the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs outside the Jets-Oilers uh, series with James Duffy, as well as get his thoughts on the North Division playoffs coming up. Just before we do that, big thanks to our great sponsors, Not Autocorp, family-owned Winnipeg business. Why not get into the car of your dreams at a great price with the help of the Not team? Visit them, Waverly and McGilvery, or check them out online at not.ca and consider using them for their consignment services if you're looking to get out of a vehicle or a lease into a new one. Not Autocorp, Waverly and McGilvery, and online at not.ca. And, of course, it is a game night. No better way to get ready for the big game tonight than with a Boston pizza game day meal, the spicy pierogi pizza, the meteor, the case of wings, or my favorite, the pizza flights, all available right now. Of course, we're still locked down, so there's no dining in. We won't be in the sports bar tonight to watch Jets Oilers, but next best thing, takeout delivery from our friends at Boston Pizza, and you can also order online at bostonpizza.ca. All right, let's talk some puck. Cannot wait for this next conversation. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome back our old friend, TSN's James Duffy, to get us ready for the start of the playoffs in the North Division. JD, how are you? I'm good, bro. It's good to know the show has lots of sponsors already. Hey, you know what? We, uh, you know, we were pretty lucky. You know, in, in all seriousness, when everything happened with our station here, there was, um, 
you know, we knew it wasn't like we all got whacked and they were replacing us with other people. I mean, right. there was just a lack of this content. And, um, you know, we knew from day one that there was a real demand for it. And I mean, we can't thank the the people that have been with us every day, whether it's live on YouTube or doing the podcast and and specifically so many of the sponsors that were with us for a long time at TSN 1290 that have come over with us as we grow here on Winnipeg Sports Talk. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, J.D., you got to make chicken salad out of chicken bleep, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we've been doing that, and uh, we couldn't be happier with uh, the first couple months of how things have gone, 50 shows in. And uh, now a lot of excitement for this particular show because we got a big hockey game tonight to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, congratulations. I told you that when the day that happened, that Winnipeg's too good a market and too good a sports market, that there'd be a place for you guys for sure. So, uh, I'm glad to see you're doing great, and I'm pumped for tonight. Uh, I think the, your Jets are sort of the greatest wild card in this entire playoffs, really. Right? I, I, I mean, they're. I don't think anybody outside of Manitoba maybe is giving them a much of a shot. But you know, if Eulers can get back and Dubois can get back, they still have a guy who won a Vesna and that, and I think the greatest collection of nine forwards. Well, one of certainly top five in the National Hockey League. So I think they're a massive wild card if we can see Jets, you know, first couple of months of the season and not the Jets of the last month and a half or whatever it was. Well, you know what? And we'll, have, we'll get more into the Jet lineup on what you've seen. But let's talk about the home team that they're going up against in the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you know, I've been incredibly impressed with what Dave Tippett's done, the way he's been able to get, you know, some of the. You know, the guys that weren't pulling their weight in the past, you know, we've always talked about them as such a top-heavy team, the way they bought into a more defensive style of play, the way they were able to compete more, not just rely on Connor McDavid mm-hmm. and Leon Dreisaitl. But at the same time, the offense didn't lay out. I mean, this was an absolutely historic season by Connor McDavid, and uh, maybe the the biggest test a guy like Adam Lowry or Connor Hellebuck could have is going against the guy that is the reigning king of the National Hockey League. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys probably saw it more than anyone else in the league, right? (laughs) We did. (laughs) 22 points in nine games. You basically put McDavid's highlight reel against the Jets, and that's his highlight reel for half the season. So it's a massive challenge, but I I think the difference this year from other years is it's not just McDavid and Dreisaitl, that they have a legit number one pairing and uh, in the way that Nurse and, and Barry have played this year. And I, to, to me, Mike Smith is probably the least talked about story of the year, particularly in the North Division. I mean, Oilers goaltending has been, you pencil that in as a panel topic, as a question mark every year for the last 15 years or so. So for him to play the way he has, I think is something. But And that's, uh, you've probably talked about it already, but I think in, in many ways that's the most interesting matchup where you have Mike Smith, a guy who's, had a great season and a, a pretty good career, but I believe he's only been in the playoffs four times in his career because he spent so many years with bad teams in Arizona and so forth. And you have uh, your guy who's got a Vesna trophy, but has what, five career playoff games? And I don't think he was necessarily the better goalie in any of those five. So to me, that's super intriguing in itself is that little mano a mano right there. Yeah, the the Smith story has been unreal. Um, I mean, I didn't see it coming. And I remember how disappointed everyone was in Edmonton when they announced that it was Mike Smith that was going to be the goalie along with Koskinen this year. But he went, he grabbed the job, and he's been. And listen, he's gotten in the heads of Jets fans. I can't imagine what it was like for some of the Jets players over the course of that. But 
Back to the Connor McDavid highlight reel. I mean, JD, that has been nightmare fuel for Jets fans in the lead up to this series. What do you think it's done to Paul Maurice? And if you're the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, it's a tall task, especially down a couple of important players. But regardless of score and goals, the the challenge of and you're not going to stop Connor McDavid, but limiting him, not having him eat you up like he did in the regular season. How tall a task and how realistic is that for Paul Maurice and the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah, it's massive. I think he said the other day, what was his quote that, you know, these two freak shows, which I think he respectfully called McDavid and Dreisaitl. And I'm, you put it, it's a captain obvious statement, but I think it's true is that you just try to contain him. If, if you said to Paul Maurice right now, that Connor McDavid's going to get two points a game. Do you take that? I might, I might take that, right? <laughs> and to know that there's not going to be three or four or five in there, and you maybe take your chances. That would be, I would love someone to ask him that. Would you take Connor McDavid getting two points a game? He'd probably say no. But uh, I just think that's kind of the way you have to look at it is you. Connor McDavid, don't let him beat you by himself. I wouldn't say just McDavid. I'd say McDavid and Dreisaitl because if you just focus all your attention on McDavid, Dreisaitl's going to have four points and you're going to lose five to two. But try to somehow control him and don't let anybody else, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins or somebody beat you. Uh, that's basically, you know, I don't say that's their only hope because you have a lot of talented players in your lineup too and, uh, I think the pressure is more, frankly, on Shifley and everybody else that they have to, if not match what McDavid does, come close to matching it offensively as much as the defensive end trying to contain him. Well, for sure. And that matchup with the Shifley line is so interesting because I think that'll be a line that in Edmonton, Dave Tippett tries to go for. I mean, it just if you look at what happened five on five between those lines this year, uh, it was ugly for the Winnipeg Jets. The McDavid line had 10 goals and the Shifley line had two. Um, that's not a winning equation. But at the same time, I think you know, we've seen over the struggles of the last month and Paul Maurice kind of getting his guys back to buying in on you know what they need to do, the way they need to play against teams like Edmonton and Toronto to succeed in the playoffs. You know, hope we'll hope we'll see that tonight. But as far as Shifley goes, I mean he, especially without Ehlers and Dubois in the lineup, James. That is a lot of pressure on that top line, not only to hold their own defensively, but it's kind of hard to imagine a path to victory for the Winnipeg Jets without some significant offensive contributions from Shifley, Wheeler, and Connor on that Jets top line. Well, you're right. I mean, because without those other two guys in there, you have to dominate the series. You have to be the way Mark Shifley was the year that you went to the conference final when, I don't know what it was, 15 points or 15, 13 goals in 15 games or whatever yeah, it was. 14 goals yeah. in 17 games. I mean, yeah. he did at a lot of times put the team on his back. And, you know, is it, I, I think every single fan base, you always think that when the playoffs start, we, you know, the players all say this is a brand new season, nothing that happened before matters. And when your team has struggled coming in, you cling to that notion, right? And sometimes it's true. There, there are teams that are able to reboot and suddenly find themselves and bam, off you go. But I would say probably, you know, 75% of the time there's carryover from what you saw the last month and a half of the season. So that's what the Jets will be fighting against. So it's all possible. It's all doable. But, you know, I would really like to see this series with Ehlers healthy and Dubois playing, you know, like to me, that's, 
if, if I said the Jets are the biggest wild card in these playoffs, then Pierre-Luc Dubois, if he was playing, to me is almost the mm-hmm. biggest wild card individual in these playoffs because I just can't fathom what I've seen unless this injury has just been plaguing him uh, throughout because the guy who, you know, we covered that Columbus Leafs series last year who, you know, single-handedly took over two of the games. I just, there hasn't been any real sign of that. And if he was any form of that and Ehlers was healthy, I think, you know, you have, you really have something and have some real potential. So that would be to me the biggest concern. If I was a Jets fan, I would be, that would be my biggest concern besides McDavid is just without Dubois, the way we thought we'd get what we, the guy that we thought we'd get and without Ehlers, the guy that we knew we had, that's a big problem. Well, speaking of Dubois, I've got to ask you about this because you're always controlling all the action on Trade Center Day. and with, I mean, there, we haven't seen a bigger trade in a long time in the National Hockey League than the one that Jarmo Kekalainen and Kevin Sheveldale pulled off earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And now that we're finished the regular season, and granted, it was a very strange season. You've got quarantines involved. But, I mean, if you would have told me that we'd be sitting here going into the playoffs talking about what a horrible season Patrick Laine had and Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, <laughs> th- you could say at this point there's probably a bit of buyer's remorse maybe on both sides of the deal, James. Yeah, 100%. It's just like this blockbuster that turned into a dud right now. I don't. I don't know that there's remorse. I think that you know the change was needed for Line, and the change was definitely needed needed for Dubois. And I, I think that you know we're going to find out. I, we always hurt. Like I, I have a feeling if the season ends, it'll be oh, this is, the injury was more severe than we let on. Blah 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 blah. Because I can't think of any other reason. You know, he got exactly what he wanted to come to Winnipeg, and there's. There's just really no excuse for him to be playing the way he played besides injuries. So let's look at next year uh, and, you know, give him the sort of, you know, the awkward adjustment that we see that happens to star players sometimes when they go to a new city and give him a full season next year in Winnipeg and see what happens before we sort of make judgment. But you're bang on. Uh, That was a trade that got me really excited. And it's been all the way in both cities, right? Oh, so Edmonton and Winnipeg kick off tonight. One more day to wait for Leafs and Habs fans. You know, I, I mean, we've been saying this all year because it's been so much fun having this Canadian content, these head-to-head matchups, and we haven't had any fans. And, I mean, they'll be missed tonight, and, man, are they going to be missed out. But what, how's the buzz out there? I mean, I know everyone's kind of locked down. No one's getting together, so we're at a very weird time. But I imagine <laughs> even with the current situation, James, there's a special amount of excitement for this matchup between the Habs and the Maple Leafs with so much on the line. Yeah, I think there is, but you nailed it. I, I really, this is the one, perhaps this is, of all the things that have bugged me about COVID uh, and, you know, the COVID restrictions that we've had in hockey, this might be the greatest is not, you know, a series that you wait for for 1979. And then when you finally get it, it's, it's the greatest sad irony that it's in the situation where there's no fans they're going to say 2,500 maybe in Montreal for game six if it goes to game six. Uh, but that, to me, that's taken a little bit of the luster off of it because, you know, a large part of what Toronto Montreal is as a rivalry is, you know, is the fans in the Bell Center who are the, you know, nuts, probably along with Winnipeg, the loudest buildings in the league. And then, you know, even Toronto gets way more fired up uh, for a Montreal game. So for that to be missing, to me, 
takes a big chunk off the excitement. But you're right, Toronto fans are super pumped. Uh, they haven't won a playoff series in forever, uh, 17 years. And if they don't win this one, <laughs> I mean, this is their best opportunity by far. I don't see, I don't look at the Montreal roster and think they're in the same stratosphere right now as, as Toronto. Now, Carey Price always has the capability of standing on his head. I just saw a highlight from the Habs skate this morning where he let in a goal and, and was frustrated and broke his stick. So he's not happy with the way he is. He hasn't played a game in a month, but he certainly has that capability. And, you know, if, if Montreal steals one maybe early and Toronto starts squeezing the six, you never know. But, man, if the Leafs don't win this series, that's uh, – the other ones, there's, you know, there's little excuses along the way. But this is, this is a heavy favorite type situation. How uh, how would you describe the pressure on the Le- the Leafs players, but also Sheldon Keefe, Kyle Dubas to, I mean, not necessarily win the cup, but you know have a bit of a playoff run, especially considering you know what they've done in the regular season and the way the path has been laid out for them. Right, I think the pressure is tremendous to get out of the division, and you know they would like to say they win the Stanley Cup, they go out and get Nick Foligno and things like that. They've made a lot of moves for that, but I think that you know, the Leafs nation or whatever you want to call it would define success as getting out of the division and nothing more than that. I don't think a round is enough. I think they'd have to beat the Jets or the Oilers in the second round for it to be a success. And I think that's fair when you haven't won a playoff series in 17 years. I think that's a fair assessment. They could go deeper. Uh, I think it'll be a challenge. It might be a challenge for both the Oilers and the Leafs. Uh, I'm not one who who has bought into this, you know, the North Division so much weaker than everybody else because I think uh, Winnipeg before the slump and the injuries, Edmonton and Toronto are all very good teams and the other divisions all have weak sisters as well. But I do think that it will be a challenge for whoever comes out of the North, you know, when they suddenly face Colorado or Tampa or even Carolina or whoever it may be that – you know, it might be a little, a little, I think the competition might be a little stiffer in those other divisions uh, for whoever comes out of the North. But I, 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 I'm long-winded saying that I think coming, getting to the Final Four is victory enough for the Leafs this season, although I'm sure Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe and everybody else want a Stanley Cup ring. TSN's James Duffy with us here on Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. James, um, the pressure in Montreal is always significant, and we know what Mark Bergevin was going through going into the season. We knew he made some aggressive moves and had some big expectations. Now, they've made the playoffs. They've been dealing with all sorts of injuries. It looks like they're going to be getting Weber and Gallagher and Carey Price back. But I couldn't help but notice on the front page of TSN.ca right now, Scratch for game one is Romanov, Kokkinemi, and Cole Caulfield. And we know how much everyone gets horny for these great young players <laughs> to get them in the lineup and get going right away. And Caulfield has had a pretty exciting start. Uh, what do you make of those decisions by Dominic Ducharme? And uh, how do you imagine that's going over in Montreal right about now before tomorrow night? I always preempt these comments by saying I'm I'm a, a hockey host who played one year of rep hockey uh, and Dominic Ducharme knows way more about the game and his team than I do. But in just my opinion, what they're doing is the safe thing. They're doing the traditional thing of play your veterans in the playoffs. Myself, I think you need to do something special to win this round because of the talent differential between the two teams. And, and if you're going to lose, I want to see Cole Caulfield and Kotkaniemi, particularly Caulfield and Romanoff get that sort of playoff experience. So I, 
I think it's a mistake. I think you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. I would just I would roll the dice and get the kids in there because I think something special has to happen for you to beat Toronto and a guy like Cole Caulfield could do special things. And I know all the coaches are, yeah, well, he runs around too much and he doesn't know the system and yada, yada, yada. He scored two of his biggest goals in overtime, three-on-three hockey. We're not playing three-on-three hockey in the playoffs. You can say all those things, but they just, I don't care. This is a special, this is a special player, anybody who's seen him play, and I want him in a situ- situation where on a big stage like this he can do something special. So I don't like it myself. Uh, I know you've been paying close attention to the series that have started already south of the border. Um, what have you made of this battle of Florida? I mean, I think the Panthers have played quite well, and yet they yeah. find themselves down to nothing against the defending champs. You knew that was a tough neighborhood with Florida, with Tampa, and with Carolina, who ended up winning the division. If you didn't win the division, you were going to have a hell of a matchup in the first round. It's playing out that way, especially with the additions just in time of Nikita Kucherov and Stamkos coming back. Yeah, I I think that uh, you said it very well. I think the Panthers are a really good hockey team, and this could be you know, an Eastern Conference final in a normal season if it, you know, didn't work the way it works now, if it was back to the one versus eight format. So I think they're going to be, they're going to be kicking the, they're going to be really kicking themselves. If they go out in four here, that's a massive disappointment for a team that has the longest streak of not winning in the first round. Uh, But that's a tough, tough, tough draw for them. But I, I agree with you. They played two good hockey games and they're in a big hole going back to Tampa right now. So, Stamco said it after last night's game. It's far from over. Of course, he's going to say that. But I think that's actually the case. I, I expect Florida will win at least one of the games in Tampa and will send it back to Florida. So uh, I, it's been, man, it's been a really great start. And I, I, it feels like we say this every year. Maybe not last year because the bubble was so weird. But most years, the, the first round starts and you go, wow, this is great because there's so many good games on and the level of hockey's so good and so fast and so intense and they haven't gotten worn down yet like we won we by the time we get to the third round but I think particularly this year and I go back to what I was saying about COVID robbing us of that Montreal Toronto series with the crowds it even though it's been nice seeing fans it, it's a shame that we're getting all these spectacular matchups you know Tampa versus Florida and uh you know even Boston Washington and that in a in a not normal season because if you just took these matchups on their own you know, let's say this was, it doesn't work with the divisions, but play along with me. If you had, you know, two All-Canadian series in the first round and, and you had the Battle of Florida and some of the other things out there, even like in Minnesota, Vegas is so good. Uh, I think it'd be one of the most spectacular first rounds that we've seen in the last 20 years or so. But again, COVID takes a little bit of the edge off. Yeah, uh, listen, and I'm sure I'm one of thousands of Canadian hockey fans that have been borderline triggered watching these games with pack houses <laughs> and all these fans enjoying it with what right. we're dealing with right now. But it is what it is. But I have to ask you, um, I mean, the, the play has been physical. It's been emotional. I mean, it really has kicked up a few notches from the regular season. And a big part of that has also, at least from a viewing standpoint, I'm not sure how much it's affected what's happened on the ice, has been the addition of fans and the atmospheres in the building. Right. How different do you think this Edmonton-Winnipeg game is going to seem to our viewers as well as look on the ice as far as the competition as opposed to what we've already been watching for the last few days? Uh, Competition-wise, it's going to be fine, but uh, we, you can't help. To, your brain is affected by these things, and you're so right. 
And isn't it the great irony that, you know, Florida's got probably the, the loudest crowd going right now in the place that's usually the building's two-thirds empty. It took but, a global pandemic to make that happen, right. James. But even, you know, and I haven't kept track of exactly how many fans are in how many buildings. Obviously, Vegas looks crazy, and it's got maybe half or two-thirds capacity. Yeah. But even even the buildings that have like five, 7,000, it sounds so much better. It looks so much better. You can tell the players feed off it. The reactions to goals and the you know are and the reaction in scrums are just all intensified that whatever it is 10, 20, 25 percent. And I think it'll be a bit of a letdown to watch these Canadian series because of that. I don't think the play I think the play is going to be great and there'll be enough on the line that you know we're all going to be glued to our sets, but it's just not quite the same. Now um, I have to ask you about the West because all year, <clears throat> excuse me. I've been looking forward to a potential series between the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, especially for those of us that have watched Minnesota the last few years in the Central Division, having sort of kind of woken up to what they've been doing this year, I mean, one of the great stories, coaching, management, of how they've barged into the conversation. But let's just, for the sake of conversation, assume that Vegas pulls this series off. Uh, it, it, will that be the series of the playoffs? And is that the uh, is that the one that you and the guys on the panel have been kind of talking about for the last couple of months like we have hoping that we as hockey fans get a chance to see it <laughs> uh, for me personally yes uh, I think when we I think on trade deadline we ranked our top five Stanley Cup favorites and just personally I, mine was I picked Colorado to win before the season I picked them to win the beginning of the playoffs uh, but I think I had Vegas pretty close behind. So, I, you know, if, if I said the Battle of Florida had a, an Eastern Conference final type look to it, I think that a Colorado Vegas series is a Stanley Cup final worthy series. Like if you were to just throw the 16 teams in a, in a hat and, you know, pick out two of the best, those two would be right there. So I'm, I'm right with you. Uh, that's the series that I can't wait for. I, I think it's also a shame that it has to happen in the second round, but this happens every year in the playoffs, it seems. So. Uh, I think that's just going to be spectacular. But you're right. You know, Minnesota and two... Look, St. Louis didn't look great in game one. But I said before these series starts, I wouldn't be shocked if the Blues won. They have a lot of really good Stanley Cup pedigree guys on that roster. And I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota won. Uh, You know, the most under-the-radar team every year, it seems like. So... I, I do hope we get there. Sorry, Blues fans and Wild fans, but I do hope we get there because I think it'll be just spectacular. Yeah, close second to that is a potential matchup in the second round between the Lightning, who look to be in a pretty good spot against Tampa, and, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes and Rod the Bod. And you talk about a team that is an elite team that, frankly, most Canadians don't see on a regular basis. It's the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and listen, sign me up for Vegas Avs as the number one, but... Pretty close behind will be what we get out of that division in the second round. Yeah, I mean, but even even the other the the Washington Boston side of things with Pitt and the Islanders, the Islanders don't play the most exciting brand of hockey. But I sit there every night and watch these games and go, oh man, this team like Carolina. You watch them, you go, this team's this team's going to be hard to beat. And then you go watch Colorado and you go, how can anybody beat these guys? And then I, you know, even watch a Boston Watch series, and I'm like, boy, these both these sides have Stanley Cup potential if they can get through. So that's what I meant when I was saying before about just how good, how lucky we are with all these matchups, and what a shame it's not twenty thousand in every single building. 
James, so much fun having you on the program. Hey, uh, a, a suggestion for you guys at the next production meeting when you're getting ready for Trade Center Day or Free Agent Frenzy when you might have some long periods of time that you have to kill. O-Dog, Al's brother, just a full decathlon on tape. And you guys can break that down. And uh, I have a feeling that the ratings won't suffer at all. Oh, 100%. I already think that should be, if it's not TSN, Netflix is probably going to come to them for some sort of long series. I always also said to O-Dog, what I want to see, you know they ever sometimes have those pros versus Joe's shows, or uh, in what uh, what baseball town do they do that Mr. Freeze guy who runs after, you know, they get a head start. And the oh, guy that's comes. in Atlanta. Yeah, there you go. Is it Mr. Freeze? Did I say that right, or is that the guy? Yeah, the, the, the Freeze. The Freeze. The Freeze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that, but... Uh, I would love to see, like, I don't know who the current Canadian record holder is in the 200 meters. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get Usain Bolt. I think the world record is like 19.14. But I want to see O at maybe like 120 meters. That's where he starts. So he's got 80 to go. And you have yes. Yes. Usain Bolt starting at the beginning. And to me, that, that's got to be the most entertaining show on television. That's a pay-per-view event. <laughs> take my money right now right now take 65 bucks right now. i'm in hey listen thank you so much for making the time for us say hi to the guys back at uh, mission control we really appreciate it enjoy these games james and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon sometime you'd be well uh, my pleasure buddy and congrats again on the show and to everybody there i'm uh, glad to see you guys doing so great thanks for having me really appreciate it there he is tsn's james duffy joining us on a uh, playoff game day edition of Winnipeg Sports Talk. Really appreciate James making some time to join us here on the program. Um, we've got much more coming up on the Jets. We'll get Remus in here to see if he's got any more news and notes out of the Jets skate in just a minute. Uh, of course, this program, along with their family sponsors, brought to you by Little Brown Jug Brewing. And they've got that free camping mug promo on right now, heading into May Long Weekend. It's fast approaching what's coming up this weekend. And what better way to prepare than home delivery don't even have to go to the vendor and a free camping mug from Little Brown Jug. All you need to do, add 24 LBJ brews or more and a camping mug to your cart. And the camping mug is on Little Brown Jug. It's 17 ounces, perfect for your favorite coffee and a full can of your favorite Little Brown Jug product. It's available for home delivery or pickup from the brewery and head to littlebrownjug.ca, which has just been relaunched. They've made it easier than ever to order beer. Same-day citywide home delivery on orders before 4 p.m., available Tuesday through Saturday. A great service to get you ready for May long weekend. And, of course, it is the start of the playoffs. Where else are you going to get decked out in the whites with your favorite Jets gear and the entire National Hockey League and World of Sports than Royal Sports, 650 Rally in EK, 750 Pembina Highway. And while you're there, you can check out the camping section, the expanded fitness section, all the streetwear, the bikes, soccer, baseball. It really is the one-stop shop for pretty much everything related to outerwear and activities and licensed merchandise, Royal Sports. And they do have some new White Oak gear as well if you want to pop in before puck drop tonight. Um, I'll give a shout out to Nick and Nikki DQ a little later on. If you're with us live on YouTube and you entered in the Instagram contest for the cake, we will be doing a, uh, we'll be giving it away with the first ever spin of the Winnipeg Sports Talk Wheel of Fortune a little later on. So very much looking forward to that. And of course, our thanks to our friends at Assiniboia Downs. We didn't have opening day on Monday, but we will have it this coming Monday 
And we might actually do a show on Monday as well. Even though it's the holidays, there will be a hockey game. There will be opening days. So we're going to work on that going forward. But if you do um, already, just get ready for Monday. And HPIBet.com is the spot. Set up your account now. Get ready to play with us. Remus and I will be making daily bets Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for live racing at Assiniboia Downs. And you can watch it all on the site at ASDowns.com or at HPIBet.com as well. And uh, every day before live racing, 645, Kirk Contois, who joined us last Friday, as well as the gang, will do all of their handicapping beforehand to help you get your wagers ready for live racing. All right. Um, we'll get back to Reem in a minute. We will get to the Wheel of Fortune for the DQ cake before the end of the program and cool bet lines as well. But right now, let's fire it up and welcome in my guy, Mike McIntyre, the Winnipeg Free Press, before we drop the puck on game one tonight. Mike, what's going on? Welcome back to WST, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, Huss. Uh, good to be here on uh, on a big day. The playoffs, finally. Seems like we've been waiting forever here for these to get going, uh, at least for the Jets, while everybody else got to have fun outside the North Division, and should be a good one. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it is official. Nikolai Ehlers will not play tonight, and Pierre-Luc Dubois will not play tonight. Both those guys are out. I guess the only surprise to me is that Paul Maurice was willing to reveal it now as opposed to uh, right before puck drop. But the coach did confirm that injuries will keep both those players out of the uh, Game 1 lineup tonight. Uh, we know Christian Veselainen is one of the players who comes in. As for whether it's Jansen Harkins or perhaps Dominic Toninato, uh, we don't know the answer to that just yet. It would seem like Toninato is is likely going to play and Harkins will not. Uh, Jansen Harkins actually stayed out and did some extra work with the likes of, of Sammy Niku and Ville Hainala and guys that likely aren't in the lineup. So, it would look like Toninato, which to me, I've actually liked his game uh, that, that, you know, he's had the, the two games that he got in last week. Uh, so I think he's he's opened some eyes and probably earned that spot. Uh, but obviously, Huss, not not the start to the playoff series. If you're the Jets that you like, uh, ev- all hope was that Nikolai Ehlers could be ready. I think that ended up being uh, far too optimistic. And then to have Pierre-Luc Dubois get hurt in that final uh regular season game on Friday night. I guess if you're a glass half full kind of person, it could have been worse. Uh, Andrew Kopp and Paul Stasny also could have joined those two on the sidelines. So uh, they're not going to be missing four of their top seven forwards, but they will be missing two of their top seven, which I suspect will put some added pressure on, on the guys that are in the lineup. Well, and we've been talking about it all um I mean, all week long heading in. I mean, there is a ton of pressure on Mark Shifley. And that pressure on that line, not just Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, and Blake Wheeler, I think gets ramped up significantly with the loss of Ehlers and Dubois. Even more pressure on those guys to score. But at the same time, Mike, I mean, the scoring obviously needs to happen. You're not winning if you're not scoring goals. And they will be counted on for a good chunk of that. Um, But there's also the elephant in the room that I'm sure they're well aware of that at 5-on-5 against Connor McDavid, they were outscored 10-2. to So first and foremost, before we even talk about getting anything past Mike Smith, that unit specifically is going to need to be a much better defensive group, and that seems to be sort of what the message has been pounded on from the coach uh, for the past two, three weeks of the regular season. 
Yeah, what I'm curious to see tonight, Huss, is if you're Dave Tippett and you get the last change, of course, you're the home team, who does he want Connor McDavid out there against? And it appears, at least to start, McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be on separate lines. Like, we've seen different variations of that, right? We've seen McDavid and Dreisaitl together. We've seen them apart. I'm not sure which you'd prefer if you're the opponents. I mean, either way, Connor McDavid's pretty unstoppable. Um, If I'm Edmonton, I like the divide and conquer approach of spacing those guys out. Obviously, if you find yourself chasing the game, I think we'd see those guys together. Uh, But at least to start, you know, you're guaranteeing that you got one of those two on the ice I'd say two-thirds of the game with the minutes that they play, and that's a pretty good situation for Edmonton. But if you're Dave Tippett, who do you want Connor McDavid out there against? I suspect he's going to try and avoid the Adam Lowry line. Um, And given the success that McDavid had this season when he was out there head-to-head against Mark Shifley, uh, I suspect that is a match that, that Dave Tippett is very comfortable with. And that certainly ramps up the pressure on Mark Shifley, who had, you know, you look at his his numbers, he had a good season, but certainly the games against Edmonton, especially the last six games against Edmonton, uh, you will not find on the Mark Shifley highlight reel, uh, given the dominance that Connor McDavid had whenever they were out there at the same time. That is an understatement. Um, but you know, at the same time, it was interesting seeing Shife on the weekend. He seemed to be in really good spirits. He had those goats or whatever down at the rink. And, you know, for a guy that, you know, really, he knows what the measuring stick is in the national hockey league. And I think, you know, Connor McDavid is that guy right now. And he said before, I mean, he wants to be measured up against them. And, you know, unfortunately, when you do most of the measurements of those head to head matchups, this regular season, it's been ugly. The good thing for Shifley and the Winnipeg Jets is none of that means a lick when they drop the puck tonight. Um, But again, this could be maybe the biggest challenge of Mark Shifley's career, I would say, uh, Mike, in that, you know, compounded with the loss of Ehlers and Dubois going into game one, um, much like the playoffs in 2018 when he was the star scoring 14 goals in 17 games, Connor Hellebuck's going to need to be brilliant. That goes without saying. But, you know, offensively, this series could very much depend on what the Winnipeg Jets get out of Mark Shifley and his line at both ends. Agreed, absolutely. Because, you know, not only is Mark Shifley going to be tasked with trying to keep Connor McDavid in check, you also want Mark Shifley producing some offense as well, right? So this isn't like a a, a shutdown role where as long as he can keep McDavid, you know, off the scoreboard it's a win well no he's also got to put up some points so it's kind of a double-edged sword uh, and especially with no Ehlers no Dubois I mean when we looked at what was likely going to be the Jets lineup coming into this series Ehlers and Dubois that's two-thirds of their second line right probably with Paul Stasny that then would have Andrew Kopp with Adam Lowry and probably Mason Appleton on that shutdown line but of, of course missing Ehlers missing Dubois kind of throws that all out of whack. Andrew Kopp is now up in the top six. Matthew Pro's playing an elevated role. Christian Veselainen, who wouldn't even be in the lineup, is is in. So I, I, it does put more pressure. I mean, not that the Jets don't have the ability to produce goals outside of Mark Shifley, but, you know, that line with Shifley, Connor, and Wheeler, they're going to have to carry a heavy, heavy load here. And then they're going to have to get production from 
from their middle six, if you will. They're going to need big games from Paul Stasny, from Matthew Perot, from Andrew Kopp, from Mason Appleton. Um, you know, if they're going to have success, I think when we look at the matchup on paper, you, you see Edmonton very top heavy, but you'd like to think that the Jets' depth is better than the Oilers' offensive depth. Not so much when you're missing two of the of the big guns as the Jets are in Ehlers and Well, Squawk. Mike, you mentioned Christian Veselina, and let's quickly talk about him. I mean, with adversity to a team comes opportunity for somebody, and Christian Veselina, as a NHL player, has never had an opportunity like the one that apparently is going to be presented to him tonight. For sure, and you know, if you're Christian Veselina, maybe you look across uh, at the other end of the rink and you see another young Finnish player who's absolutely thrived this season with an increased opportunity. I'm talking, of course, about Jesse Pugliarvi, who, let's face it, Huss, was kind of an afterthought of that 2016 draft, right? All the talk of Matthews and Lyonnais and then Dubois, of course, uh, in the mix. And Pugliarvi, his stock fell. He was out of sight, out of mind. And and he's, he's salvaged. I mean, not that his career was over, but... You know, given where he was a year ago to where he is now, it's quite incredible. Nobody is writing Christian Veselainen off. He's still a very young player, but you're right. Opportunity is knocking in a big way. And this is a guy who's got the big body. He's got all kinds of skill. And this is a chance for him to really introduce himself, if you will, on a big, big stage. And, you know, this is an opportunity that maybe we didn't think would come uh, but circumstances have, have dictated it, and I'm really anxious to see what he can do. He's not going to be playing you know, on a fourth-line checking role. He's going to be put into a position where he's playing with some skilled players, and um, you know, let's see what he can do with it. How, how surprising is it to you to see Dominic Tonato, Toninato apparently getting the Game 1 call over Jansen Harkins? A little bit, except for, you know, I, I, surprising for sure if you had asked me two weeks ago, Dominic Toninato was completely out of sight, out of mind, right? He he had played three games with the Moose this year, and that's it. There he probably just wouldn't have been off. a single Jets fan that could have picked Toninato out of a police lineup two weeks ago. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And, you know, he signed in the offseason um, and, and never, he didn't even really participate in training camp. As we found out last week, us. He was actually suffering from sort of the longer effects of COVID, uh, and and he failed his his medical, failed his physical. So he's a guy that you know the Dominic <laughs> Toninato era was going to come and go without anybody really noticing. Uh, and then of course he gets that look in the second last game last last week. Looks pretty good. Gets another shot, uh, and and I thought looked even better in the in the finale against the Leafs. And so, you know, he's a guy, you look at his track record, he's got 80-something NHL games. He played in the playoffs last year uh, for the Florida Panthers in the bubble. So he, he's got, you know, some miles on him that maybe a guy like Jansen Harkins doesn't have. I don't know that this is a knock against Harkins, who I've also really liked. I love the energy that Jansen Harkins brings. The guy gives it his all every shift he's out there. So I don't think this is so much a knock against Harkins as it is a credit to Toninato and what he's shown in his two games uh, that Paul Maurice now has that option. And so, uh, yeah, he's a guy that, you know, a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. We know Paul Maurice values that. And so he's probably going to get the first opportunity here. That being said, 
uh, depending on how quickly Ehlers and Dubois can get back into this series, it would not surprise me at all if we don't see Jansen Harkins as early as game two or at some point no, in this series. Mike McIntyre is with us from the Winnipeg Free Press getting ready for the beginning of a seven-game series between the Winnipeg Jets and Edmonton Oilers. Tonight, 8 o'clock puck drop. Um, Mike, let's talk about the blue line for a minute. And uh, I have to admit, pleased to see Logan Stanley staying in the lineup. But um, are, are we expecting is going to be Stanley and Pullman playing together tonight? And I'm just trying to think, have they played together at all this season at any point? Very little. <laughs> they, they have not played together much at all this year. Uh, and, and so in a perfect world, you wouldn't be trying something new in game one of the playoffs, right? But obviously Tucker Pullman got banged up here uh, the last few games. Um, and maybe we would have seen this, you know, Paul Maurice do this. I, I will say this, Huss. I like DeMello and Morrissey together. I'm glad we've gotten away from Morrissey Pullman, which to me... I know Paul Maurice really liked to stick with it. I, I just didn't see it. And to me, Tucker Pullman is much better suited on a third pairing role with the Jets than a first pairing role uh, or a 1A, 1B, I guess, if you want to call it. Because to me, when Pullman is with Morrissey, I personally view Pionk and, and Forbert almost as the top pair. When Morrissey and DeMello are together, to me, that is a true, that's the closest the Jets have to a top pair. I think Dylan DeMello has quietly had a very good second half of the season. I think he struggled a bit early in the year, and we all know he got kind of a bumpy start to his season. He missed that first road trip. His wife gave birth, and so he was maybe a step or two behind. Uh, That being said, you know, I I, I like the potential for these pairs, and I am very anxious to see what Stanley and Pullman can do uh, a couple guys that play very physical, for sure. That's going to be a physical third pairing, which I think you kind of want. Um, you know, preferably you wouldn't have them out very often against the likes of McDavid or Dreisaitl. Again, the Jets won't have last change, so I suspect Dave Tippett's going to maybe try and get those guys out if he can against them. Uh, but I like Morrissey and DeMello. To me, that is the pair that's made the most sense all year. For reasons I don't completely understand, we haven't seen it a whole lot this year. But I think the last few games that we saw them together were very good games. And it gives the Jets a more solid top uh, four Neil in my Pionk eyes. Neil has been the Jet defenseman that I think it's safe to say has had the most success guarding Connor McDavid at times. Um, does the fact that it's now DeMello with Morrissey, does that maybe change Paul Maurice's preference as to who's out there or... Is Connor McDavid probably going to see a heavy dose of both of those pairings and then get Pullman and Stanley out in maybe some more sheltered minutes trying to stay away from 29 right. and 97? Well, I think what that does is it it gives Paul Maurice two pairs that he's comfortable with. If they find themselves out there when Connor McDavid, that he he's okay with that. Um, whereas in the past, for sure, when you had DeMello, let's say DeMello was with Stanley and Pullman was with Morrissey, to me, the only pair I really trust entirely out there would be the, the Forbert-Pionk. Well, this way, uh, I think you, you now have two pairs that you're a little more comfortable with, and especially on the road without last change. Uh, the potential to get a more favorable matchup is now there for Paul Maurice. Uh, so, yeah, to me, I, I think he's going to see both. Those pairings, just because Connor McDavid, let's face it, he's probably going to play close to 30 minutes uh, tonight anyways. And so 
Uh, it would be tough just to have one defense pair kind of be out there exclusively against him, given the volume. What does it plays. say about Logan Stanley that he's in the lineup tonight? Um, maybe as far as his, the trust that he's earned with Coach Paul Maurice, the organization, and the fact that, you know, after coming in due to Nate Bolio's injury, um, he's basically, with the exception of the addition and that rotation we saw for about a week or so, um, has sort of established himself as one of the Jets' top six. If you had told me four months ago, Huss, that the following would, would be happening, that Logan Stanley, um, Christian Veselainen, and Dominic Toninato would all be in the game one lineup of, of the Jets, uh, of the playoffs, I would have said, first of all, how did they make the playoffs? Again, going back four months ago, because we, we didn't see, we had never seen Logan Stanley play at the NHL level. And I think even coming into camp, all the talk was about Billy Hanela, Dylan Sandberg. Nobody was talking about Logan Stanley. And he has announced himself uh, on the local scene and I think to the North Division as a real presence. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just it, it goes to show how development is different for everybody. It's not always a straight path. You know, it's not a rocket ship to the moon. Uh, and sometimes defensemen, especially guys with huge frames like Logan Stanley, they take a little longer, right? But credit to Logan Stanley and credit to Pascal Vincent and and all the guys that have worked, at, you know, Eric, Eric Dubois, who have worked with him over the years to get him into this position. And agreed. I mean, look, this is not a slight against Jordy Ben, but to me, Logan Stanley He's not only the future with this team, he's also the present with this team. And Jordy Ben should be the insurance policy, you know, if a guy's banged up or something. To me, he shouldn't be the first option. And I'm glad to see that, that Logan Stanley sticks and Tucker Pullman is obviously now uh, back to the point health-wise that he can get in the lineup. And, you know, I'm sure the Jets pass for, for Pullman. They hope that they can see the Tucker Pullman that they saw in the bubble against Calgary last year, where I think he was, he was their best defenseman in that series against the Flames. And other than Nikolai Ehlers, he was probably their best player in that series against Calgary. Speaking of physicality, I'm interested in your perspective on this. I mean, I know you've been watching the playoffs and we've seen these great atmospheres, fans in the building, and, yeah. you know, and, and, Basically, playoff hockey as we know it. I mean, the refs are letting a lot of things go. It takes a lot to get a penalty. There's It's physical. There's a lot of, you know, business after many of the whistles in a lot of these series. Will we be seeing that between the Jets and Oilers? I mean, how close do you think it will be to what we've seen so far in the playoffs or will it be closer to some of the no-hitters we saw in the regular season? No, I think it's going to be heavy hockey out of the shoot because I think, for one thing, these guys, they, they all watch the games, right? These players have been sitting in their hotel rooms or their homes for the last five nights, I guess. They're watching what it looks like everywhere else. This is going to be like, you know, two bulls being finally being released uh, and, and coming out of the gate. I expect that this first period is going to be some rock'em, sock'em, uh, you know, Don Cherry trademark there, uh, kind of hockey. Uh, and the Jets will want to come out hitting for sure. The Oilers have some physical players as well, you know, whether it's uh, it's Jujar Kyra or Cassian, you know, they got some big guys on the blue line, Adam Larson. So I think we're going to see some heavy hockey out of the shoot. Uh, both teams will want to kind of, you know, set the pace early. And you're right. I mean, the playoffs to me, 
what a contrast. I look back to what the first week of the playoffs looked like last year, you know, in August when they got going. And we were coming off a four-month hiatus. Um, everybody was just kind of getting back into it. And the hockey looked like it, right? I look, I remember when I went back to Edmonton to cover the Stanley Cup final between Tampa and Dallas, how different the game looked to me two months later than it did covering that Jets-Calgary series because it took that long to get up to speed. Well, there's no concerns this year. Everybody has 56 games under their belts. And I think the big factor, Huss, is that teams this year, they've played their playoff opponent more than they've ever played them before in a regular season. In, in some cases, 10 times, right? Eight, nine, or 10 times. There's already bad blood and storylines and, and you know, the, the fuel is already there. They just needed the match of the playoffs to be lit. And so for the Jets and the Oilers, like, yeah, maybe the games weren't particularly nasty during the regular season, but there's some real familiarity. And so I don't think we're going to get the feeling out that maybe you'd get in a game one of a series. I think they're both teams are going to hit the ground running. Like, and we've hitting. talked a lot about the Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley and Ehlers and Dubois. Is there a player, um, maybe a less than star player that you think from the Winnipeg side of things holds a unique position in this series to be a big difference maker for Winnipeg? Well, I'll give you two. I'll do you one better. To me, there's two players, one one forward, one defenseman. I already talked about the defenseman. To me, that's Dylan DeMello because I think, you know, not to put up points, that's not Dylan DeMello's role. But I think if Dylan DeMello can can get back to the coach's porn uh, that, that Paul Maurice referred to him, you know, when he the first game that he played, if, if Paul Maurice can see some coach's porn from Dylan DeMello, <clears throat> then you know the Jets will the Jets will reap the benefit. So to me, he's a guy because he's going to be playing with Josh Morrissey, who let's face it hasn't had the best of seasons. If Dylan Demello can not only raise his own game but, but that of Josh Morrissey, and if that pair can be effective, there's a real difference maker to me. And up front, this one's easy for me. It's Andrew Kopp all the way, guy that I know you you talked to. Uh, earlier on this week on your show, a great interview with with Andrew, always a tremendous speaker. He is such a heart and soul guy of this team. He's he's an unofficial leader. Uh, doesn't wear the letter on his sweater, but but he's he's part of the leadership group. And as we mentioned, with Ehlers and Dubois not in the lineup, he's playing an elevated role. We've seen him rise to the occasion uh, this season. He just is coming off his best offensive season. Playoff hockey. That's the kind of hockey Andrew Kopp is built for. I love Haas that he still mentioned the healthy scratch from game five three years ago. I love that he still carries that little chip on his shoulder. Um, and, and I think Andrew Kopp, this is his chance coming off a, a season where he really emerged. This is a chance to do it on a bigger well, stage in the playoffs. You want to talk about a guy that has a lot to gain from it, Mike. Um, you know, he does happen to be in a contract year. He's coming off a career season. Uh, you know, an impactful, successful playoffs would, I think, even uh, more. We would just give him more ammo when going to the negotiating table and showing how important he is to this hockey team. For sure. And you look at, at what he does. Like, the Jets don't really have somebody like him. A guy that can score, a guy that can check, a guy that can play net front on the power play, a guy that can kill penalties. Like, he 
he he's a guy that can play wing or center. He really is like he's Matthew Pro from a few years ago. Uh, and I'd say he's an even more well-rounded player than Pro was. So, you know, I just think that this is the kind of situation that uh, Andrew Kopp could certainly thrive in. And if the Jets are going to have success, you know, big contributions. Again, we talk about they need Shifley, they need Wheeler, they need Connor, they need Hellebuck, of course. But if they could get strong efforts from the likes of DeMello and Kopp, that would go a long way to uh, improving the Jets' odds of, of coming Mike out McIntyre, of the series. Mike McIntyre, the free press, is with us, getting ready for game one between the Jets and Oilers. Mike, an interesting question just come into the chat. Uh, they're wondering, are you rocking a ponytail today? Uh, what's the uh, – no, no, you've got a nice cut. And the good thing you got the cut before um, everything got shut down. <laughs> I'm not sure whether it was the line said, oh, maybe Mike's tying it back on a new uh, rocking a pony, playoff <laughs> pony from Mike McIntyre. That's fake playoff news, pony. though. Th- there was – there was a time when I could rock a pony, but I'm a little shorter these days. Uh, it might just be the little cowlick that's going on here that, that gave the impression. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, I know you've made your pick on the Oilers side of things for the series, but let's focus on this game. What needs to happen for an undermanned Jets team to get a win and uh, steal home ice advantage tonight? Well, I think the Jets have to play physical to me. I mean, they, they have to come out and I think they are going to come out, you know, whether it's Adam Lowry, uh, Logan Stanley, but they also, they have to play discipline. And you made a great point, Huss, about the game so far. We're seeing a lot get let go uh, in these playoffs. I mean, it is Hudson Bay rules uh, in a lot of, a lot of cases. So, you know, Edmonton had the number one power play, right? Um, you give Connor McDavid, He's, he's lethal five on five, but he's absolutely deadly five on four. And you can't be taking many penalties. If you're the Jets, you got to stay out of the box, but you have to assert the tone. You're the visitors. You're coming into Edmonton's building. So, you know, play uh, on the edge or on the line, but not over the line and stay out of the penalty box. And to me, you know, I think we're going to get a, a Connor Hellebuck at his best. I really like how he looked in his last couple starts. Um, I think he's dialed in and focused. And to me, you're going to have to make life difficult for Mike Smith. Uh, the, it's hard enough just to dump the puck in because he's like a third defenseman back there. The Jets all too often, to me, Huss, are guilty of, of overpassing, of trying to find the perfect play, the highlight real goal. As we all know, and it's a cliche, that's not how you win in the playoffs. You win on deflections, on on tips, on rebounds, on screens. Get into those dirty areas. That's something the Jets haven't done enough, enough of, but they're going to have to starting tonight. And so, you know, to me, it's playing physical. It's getting to the dirty areas. And staying out of the penalty box are, are all keys Yeah, the to, staying to out of the penalty box absolutely will be key. And, you know, even with the expected less number of penalties and man advantages, Mike, um, hard to imagine the Jets being successful in this series without at least having a soft special teams-wise with the Oilers, if not having an advantage, um, you know, when it comes to giving up on the PK and scoring on your own power play. For sure. And again, we, we talk about Ehlers and Dubois and what their absence means, but they're also key power play guys, right? So the Jets, like they were seventh best in the NHL this year on the power play. But I think if we look at the last few weeks of their season, when they won just three of their last 12, the power play, like so many other parts of the game, went ice cold. And so you're right, you know, whether they get two or three chances tonight, 
the Jets will will need to, as you say, at least saw off the special teams battle and then try and, and you know, get the get the advantage five on five, which normally, again, I'd say that I like the Jets depth to be able to, to potentially do that. Uh, I like it a little less with with those two guys out of the lineup. But yeah, for sure. Special teams always so big in the playoffs. The other thing I think, Huss, the Jets can't come out with the mindset that they're going to try and win a one nothing or a 2-1 game. Uh, Edmonton's going to get its chances, and they're probably going to get some goals. That's just the way they play. I'm not saying the Jets have to come out, you know, toe-to-toe, run and gun, but the Jets got to produce some offense, which you look back, those six regulation losses against the Oilers to end the season series, they scored seven total goals in those six games. They got to find a way, and let's hope that this week the Jets have had to prepare for this series uh, let's hope they spent some time studying the first three games against Edmonton this year when they won two and they scored six twice in their two wins. The Jets had an answer early in the year on how to get pucks by Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. For whatever reason, that seemed to go away, but they got to get back to, no to score. Hey, Mike, I, you know, I, I've loved the way that the schedule ended up being set up for the playoffs because, you know, we've got a little bit of extra time to anticipate and get ready for tonight's puck drop. But it also gave us three, four days to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs before this series began. What stood out to you up until this point of the series that you have watched that are already underway? I think the hockey's been phenomenal. It, it has been way better than I would have expected. Um, I'll say this. Do you find it as jarring as I do when you turn on a game and you see like, Oh, 10, I'm so triggered people? about this. Mike. I like I, 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 it, it drives me crazy. And listen, I'm happy for everyone down yeah. there. All I think about is like, wait a second. I thought we were doing everything right. How the hell are we in this position? But I don't want to go down a big right. COVID. The chat goes crazy when we go on this. Let's focus on the games, but you're right. I, I almost feel like claustrophobic when I'm watching these games on TV, because the crowd, we got so used to just seeing tarped off seats. The crowd makes everything on the ice feel smaller, like they're on top of the action. Um, to me, I mean, Tampa, Tampa, Florida game one, not only was that the best hockey game I've seen all year, that was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen, period. Uh, the, the nastiness, the momentum changes, the big crowd certainly added to it the in-state rivalry between the teams like that was that was the sport at its absolute peak but you're right i mean no matter what game you're flipping to whether it's it's uh, pittsburgh islanders whether it's washington boston whether it's vegas minnesota the hockey's been tremendous you know nobody's running away with any of these games like they're all one goal or two goal games um so it, it's been terrific and uh, let's hope that that we see more of that here, both in, in the Jets series and then Toronto-Montreal. The other thing you mentioned about the late start, what it allowed us to do, or what it allowed maybe the Jets to do is, you know, if they had started, let's let's say, Saturday or Sunday, and we were going to be playing game three tonight, I'd say there's almost no chance that Nikolai Ehlers or Pierre-Luc Dubois get into the, get into the series at all. Um, you know, every day that, that they sort of bought here time-wise, maybe – improves the odds that we see one or both of those guys as this goes along. So I'm sure the Jets haven't minded the extra break either. Well, the wait will be over in a few hours, 8 o'clock tonight. The puck drops. They're back at it in Edmonton on a Friday. And then 
Interesting scheduling, Mike. You know, with the late start, they do need to make up a bit of time. And uh, this series will come back to Winnipeg, May long weekend, back to back Sunday, and then a late one, what, 845 puck drop on Monday um, as part of a a double header uh, with both Canadian series going on that day. I'm looking forward to the uh, the Monday triple overtime special that ends around 2.30 in the morning. That's going to be a lot of fun for us guys writing on uh, on newspaper deadlines, Huss. Uh, no doubt. Well, no doubt you'll have lots to write about. A uh, lot of excitement. There's nothing else for anybody to do. So all eyes will be on Edmonton, Alberta tonight in game one between the Jets and Oilers. Mike, as always, love having you on the program. Thanks so much for doing this. You bet. Uh, enjoy the hockey, folks. Thanks. Right on. Give him a follow on Twitter at Mike McIntyre WPG. And of course, catch all of Mike's work following the Winnipeg Jets in the pages of the Winnipeg Free Press. I saw DQ Nick pop in. If you're just if you just popped in, we will be spinning the first ever Winnipeg Sports Talk Wheel of Fortune with with everyone that entered on our Instagram page at Sports Talk WPG for that DQ cake. We'll do that in a, a little bit. Uh, we'll also get to the cool bet lines. Um, you know, I do want to give a, a little plug. Speaking of cool bet, uh, this morning, Pat Gregoire and I did a breakdown of some picks, talking about the PGA Championship, which gets going tomorrow. Man, it'll be awesome. Be able to, you know, kind of focus on golf throughout the day, get the nervous energy out, and get right back into playoff hockey in the evening. Uh, of course, Big shout out to our friends at Breezy Bend Country Club. Our golf sponsor course is looking amazing right now. And I have a feeling that, you know, in regular times, we do a round, hit the patio for a bit, go into the clubhouse, watch the PGA Championship. We'll have to wait for some of the majors a little later on. But the golf course is beautiful. And man, are people getting out and golfing right now. One of the few things people can do. Big thanks to Breezy Bend Country Club for their support of Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Um, This has been a wild day in the show. Huge numbers. Let's get Remus back in here after great chats with James Duthie and with Mike McIntyre of the Winnipeg Free Press. Reem, I know we've been growing day after day, but it's pretty obvious with the amount of people that have been with us really from the beginning of this program live today on the YouTube stream that people are ready to go and fired up to finally get going on Game 1 tonight. Yeah, I think not everyone comes in every day. You know, I know a lot of people listen on the podcast, but with it being a game day, people are fired up. You woke up this morning, it just felt different that finally uh, playoff hockey is here, even though you know Ehler is not in the lineup, Dubois, a lot of people coming in just saying, hey, are these guys in the lineup? I do have all the stuff on the ticker below, the Jets lines and the Oilers lines, but uh, this is exciting. Uh, yeah, we've had over 400 people in chat, So, and I know we've had a lot of uh, new subs today. So if you're not subbed yet, hit that red subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're at 188 likes uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, we're feeling good. The chat's electric. Everyone is fired up. People are throwing predictions. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, so we will see how it goes tonight. But countdown is on. Until 8 p.m. Maybe I'll put a countdown. I should put a countdown in the top right or something. <laughs> I should do yeah, that. I, what am I? What was I, I thinking? I got to give a shout out to everyone. I mean, right off the muting at the beginning of the program, I mean, there was some serious comedy in the chat. And I, I honestly, a couple times, I would just peek at the chat during the interviews and see some of the stuff was going on. And it almost completely derailed me. Some of the stuff was that funny. So keep it up, everybody, if you're here. And if you are new, to Winnipeg Sports Talk. Joining us on YouTube, hit that red button, subscribe, join us on a daily basis, and please, if you would, hit that thumbs up button. The likes certainly help us as well. 
Um, man, I, I you know this, the last hour has been great. Big thanks to James Duffy and Mike for joining us, kind of hitting every angle of this Jets Oilers series as well as the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, as I mentioned, PGA Championship gets going tomorrow. Check my Twitter um, for some of the uh, content from uh, the Cool Bet Show with Pat Gregoire a little bit later on. But really, our focus now, full tilt on game one tonight. Remo, how are you feeling about the game tonight? I mean, where where are you at? I mean, obviously, the Jets are underdogs right now. And then line, which we'll get to in a moment for Cool Bet, has gone back up for the series as well as the game tonight. Um, we know it's long odds right now without Dubois and without Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, but where's your optimism level for this evening's game, my friend? Ooh, man. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't feeling that great, you know, with the Jets play. They played well last week, felt better. Um, they rolled into Edmonton yesterday with a snowstorm. I think that bumps it up. Hellbuck's birthday bumps it up. Um, and I think a lot of people in the chat, though, kind of bringing me down, saying, you know what, it feels a lot like last year with... Um, no PLD, no Ehlers. We all know last year in the bubble, Shifley injured pretty much like five minutes into the game. Then Line A also in the first game. And that really crushed the Jets' playoff hopes. I don't think they're in the same boat as last year. I don't think they're as bad as uh, they've been against the Oilers this year. I know it's only a six-game sample, so it seems like a lot. Um, I'm feeling okay. You know, I'm kind of nervous. And I don't want it to be a blowout or anything. You know, you're definitely scared uh, of McDavid and what he can do. Uh, but... I don't know. I, I think I picked Oilers in in six on my bracket. So, you know, I'm. I think they can. They can definitely. You know, take a, a couple games here. I chickened out on the Cool Bet show for our game one pick. Um, you know, with the uncertainty of the players, I didn't want to just go with the straight homer pick in the face of all the evidence and take the Jets. I sure as hell wasn't taking the Oilers. So I just chickened out and went with the over five and a half for uh, for tonight's game. Um, man, there's some good stuff. Oh, Ezzy Ginsburg is here. Ezra has announced Jets in six. Love that one, Ezzy. By the way, hey, do you guys still need me for um, IC tonight after the game? Let me know about that. Able to do that. T-Cone Apolli. T-Cone, I have seen your million suggestions that I do a bet with Dusty for some little brown jug. See, this is the thing. I will bet the little brown jug with Dusty. But I don't need any of that Alberta swill coming back this way when we already have Little Brown Jug on board as a sponsor. So what I might do, maybe they, like, what is Edmonton known for? Well, Donaires, basically. So maybe you can get me a Donair kit or go to one of the fine Donair establishments and airship over a package. But I will be more than happy to put up some Little Brown Jugs against uh, the Donair capital of the world edmonton alberta oh an energy 21 design popped in there and he said by the way check out his whiteout jerseys i responded to it i don't know if you caught those ream energy 21 has done some really cool uh for those of us that are uniform geeks you know different models of jerseys suggestions you know really fun from a design perspective um but man the three whiteout jerseys that he dropped on twitter today uh really really cool so if you are a bit of a uni geek like Remo and I are, definitely check out that feed and uh, give him a follow. Great to have Energy21 with us here in the chat. Um, okay, in a couple minutes, if you entered in our Instagram contest with Dairy Queen on our sport on our Winnipeg Sports Talk Instagram page, uh, we're going to be entering you and everybody else that entered in the first ever WST Wheel of Fortune really looking forward to that uh but i tell you what why before we do that remote let's get to tonight's cool bet lines and see what we've got going on in the national hockey league and 
course, the game that I'm really concerned about is uh, coming up shortly. The Calgary Flames hosting the Vancouver Canucks. The end to the Canucks Flames series. And I did see some people going, why the hell are these playing these games? Well, there's a few reasons they're playing the games. They have contractual obligations to get the games on TV. They didn't want to return money to the national broadcaster or the local broadcasters. So they need to get those in. The players obviously want to play their games and get paid. So they want to get the games in. And maybe most importantly, we need to protect the integrity, Remus, of full season playoff drafts for individuals like myself that need a miracle with three points from Quinn Hughes in a regular season matinee game on a day full of playoff hockey. And you're damn right I'm going to be watching that game right till the final buzzer. Yeah, someone asked in chat, who cares about this game? And I said yesterday, gamblers and fancy. And then I was like, Husk, as like someone else is like, who's betting on this? And I was like, well, Hus needs three points <laughs> from Quinn Hughes to win his season-long fantasy. Imagine coming that, that down to the wire. So that game's on a 2.30 um, you know, yesterday we were talking about the odds. I was just like, bet on the underdog. And Vancouver was the underdog. They won. Calgary's an even bigger favorite today. Minus 180. I think they've been pretty close. I haven't looked at the lineup. I really don't care. We have the lines of the playoff games scrolling down below right now. I didn't even include that, that regular season game. Because uh, <laughs> I just don't, I don't think the interest is, is there. And we're, we're talking playoff hockey. And that's a, you know, that's a regular season game. It is funny how it's on, sure. A bit of an appetizer, 2.30. I mean, really nice staggered start times tonight. There's, what, five games today. Um, we got the Flames Canucks, 2.30. Capitals Bruins, 5.30. I like the 5.30 uh, Central start. That's 6.30 Eastern. It you know, gives you some more time. Uh, 7 Central, Preds, Hurricanes. 8 Central, Jets, Oilers. Uh, and then 9.30 Central, Blues, Avs. So a lot of games on tonight, a lot of hockey. Avs are a huge favorite, minus 330 over the Blues. That one was pretty close, although Jordan Bennington, uh, he made some unbelievable saves, including uh, one, was it Miko Rantanen? There. Rantanen? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Miko Rantanen. Shut up, Pierre. With the, uh, with the scorpion McGuire. leg kick. So, uh, <laughs> that save know. was incredible. I, yeah. got, I got out of my seat when he made that. That was absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, Boston, big favorite tonight, minus 185. I Washington plus 162. I think just based on that number, I think I might have to sprinkle on the caps. Um, Carolina minus 200. Preds plus 174. As you mentioned, Avalanche big favorites. Minus 357. Blues plus 304. And uh, where this Jets Euler line is sort of come out to now with Ehlers and Dubois status, it's gone back in the Oilers' favor. Minus 161. For Edmonton, plus 144 for the Oilers. And let's quickly check the series price right now. Uh, because as we told you, last Friday, this series opened as Jets a pretty big underdog at plus 175. And the Oilers were about minus 206. And then yesterday, Jets were plus 130. And the Oilers were minus 154. Um, I think this injury news has finally kind of crept out and affected the line now it's a better time to get on the Jets. Plus 160 underdog, Edmonton minus 192 for the series. I'll tweet some of those out after we're finished today on Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. And if you want to bet on it, the PGA Championship, we've got a great bonus offer with a 100% bonus. Check the Twitter at Sports Talk Winnipeg for the link to take advantage of that bonus if you want to bet at coolbet.com. Um, Remo, we have to get to uh, some business here. Our first ever contest done live on the program 
with the Winnipeg Sports Talk Wheel of Fortune. Why don't you quickly, well, we should plug the Instagram. If you missed out, we'll be doing more of these. We need you to get to Instagram and follow us. It's the same feed. It's the same uh, handle as we use for Twitter and Facebook, at Sports Talk WPG. Nick and Nikki are good friends from Nick and Nikki DQ with four locations, Niverville, DQ Northgate, both with drive throughs DQ Polo Park, and DQ St. Anne's. Nick has been kind enough to give us some DQ cakes to give out on Winnipeg Jets game days. So we did an Instagram post yesterday. We've had a lot of people follow, tag a friend in it, Reem. And you have somehow figured out a way to take out all the people that have entered and put them into the WST, W-O-F. That's Winnipeg Sports Talk Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, here, let's bring it up. Um, This is the cake... Yes, that is a cake. That's not like a picture. I guess they have a they can screen print on a Jets logo. My wife was like, "Whoa!" And uh, yeah, I put together this graphic. I said we have a giveaway, so give us a follow. Sports Talk WPG. If you want to see the video of the cake to confirm this, it is an actual cake. Show it to Nick for giving us this lovely <laughs> design. Awesome. Look at it twirling, beautiful looking cake. You almost don't want to eat it. It looks so good. Uh, am I right, Hus? It's it's art. Although. Once you realize, damn, that's a DQ cake. Like you can get over the fact that it looks that that nice, and you can get right into it. And uh, man, it's great for. I, I've had a couple recently. Um, the treats of pizza, but also a cake. And man, they're just so good. And it's a great way to uh, get going. So like, whenever you're, if you got a, a birthday party coming up, or you just want to do, you know, spice up the playoffs. Considering you can't be having any big gatherings, do it with the DQ cake. You can follow them on Twitter at DQ Manitoba. And even send them a message if you want to get going on a Jets cake or something else for later on in the playoffs. Um, so how's this going to work, Reem? Well, you've concocted a way to get everyone that entered into this draw, and we're going to be able to do it live on the program right now. Yeah, sure. I'll, I can bring it up right now. Uh, so if you're listening to the podcast, uh, it's Huss and I. We are bringing it up. This is the wheel. There we are. So each person who commented followed us, followed DQ Manitoba, and tagged a friend. Uh, their names are on the wheel. and uh, I'm fired up for this. We're going to give it a spin, and whatever names it lands on, or whatever name it lands on, they will win the DQ cake. So, uh, Let's I, go. I, Let's I, go. Without further ado, DQ Nick, I hope you're here seeing this amazing presentation. The Wheel of Fortune is about to spin for the first time on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Remus, tell us who wins the DQ Jets cake. There it is. It's got great sound effects. Nice. Oh, yeah. To the green. iPhone binge! <laughs> iPhone binge! We have a winner! Shout out to iPhone binge! Is he in the chat, too? Benji's in the chat. Benji's in the chat. There he is! Remus, give it a spin! Benji Rothman, that is iPhone binge. Nicely done. Well, the uh, oh my god, iPhone bench, big Pokemon guy. If you're into Pokemon, and uh, you know, give uh, check out what is it, Pokemon Waffles online. Give you our buddy Benj a bit of a plug, and uh, who knows, maybe he'll have a, a, a Jets cake celebration on one of his next uh, Instagram streams as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get in touch with you, uh, iPhone Benj, on how to how to pick up that that cake. Vanna Vanna Remus. He's- <laughs> That's he amazing. Says, we eaten tonight. <laughs> I'm just glad it was someone That's who's good. in chat. Um, I know a lot of no people doubt. 
a lot of people uh, in there. So uh, that was super fun. Yeah, I found a program that took all the comments and put in a file so I didn't have to type them in individually. I was prepared yeah, it, to do that. I, I can type like over 100 words per minute and I can face off against anyone in a, in a race. But uh, that, I, I <laughs> didn't want to spend the time. You are the typer. Uh, Benji's in here. Yes, if you're looking for some hot Pokemon collectible content online, uh, follow him on Instagram at Pokemon underscore Waffles underscore Winnipeg. Uh, you'll get it when you, you see it. But anyways, congratulations to Benj. Thanks to everyone that entered. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to be doing this. Now that we've figured out the Wheel of Fortune, that is, I you know, put it this way. This is the appetizer, but we're, we have an even better way of doing some contesting for people that enter with us. That is going to hopefully come next week on the program as we continue through this. And as thrilling and as exciting as what we just saw from the Wheel of Fortune, what we are going to be doing next week, and I won't even say what it is, but I can guarantee you, for those of us that join on YouTube every day, it's going to be an unbelievable way to finish the show and even more exciting than today's introduction of the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, we got a lot of fun stuff uh, we can do. So the wheel, we did the wheel. We'll move on. We have other uh, prizes and stuff to give away. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Benji, I wish you could all come over and have yeah. some. Yes. Dream. We're going to have a big ice cream cake party afterwards. Maybe even a few beers from Little Brown Jug, too, when yeah. this is all over. And I, speaking of, you know, party, I don't know what your, your plans are for... Um, for like food and stuff, you're ordering DQ, having a little brown jug or a Boston pizza. But I do want to give a shout out to Jared, uh, who tweeted us and said it was his son's 12th birthday. Oh, they, this is awesome. They couldn't go to a game. You know, they couldn't go to any Jets games, but they made Jet Dogs at home. And uh, don't these look so good? Oh, man. Let me uh, bring this thing up. There it is. What a good looking, good looking plate right there. So. Uh, I just want to give uh, Aiden a big shout-out. Happy birthday. Love. And you can't go to the rink, but uh, bring the rink home. And I'm always Listen, in for a good hot dog. Jarrett, you know, you get the uh, the Dad of the Day Award for stepping up in difficult circumstances to recreate the world-famous MTS Center, Jets Dog. And, you know, they had the bacon on it, the pierogi pieces. If you get the pierogi pieces on, then you're really going the extra mile. You're not yep. half-assing it. You are putting together an elite, elite recreation, recreation, excuse me, of one of the great dogs around, period, at a rink or out of a rink. Yeah, oh yeah. So uh, we all are missing arena food. We're missing, uh, you know, the atmosphere, the experience. I've seen people posting on social media, you know, whiteout parties, but, uh, you know, we're all here. I see everyone in chat. This is so awesome. Um, You know, celebrating uh, the first day of the playoffs, regardless of what you think the Jets, you know, chances might be uh, the hockey has all been awesome i know we're going to see a great game and uh just an update on the line i'm sure to sebastian with the super chat who says any updates uh dubois and ehlers not playing cop is in if you're just tuning in and it seems like uh dominic toninato will be in for jansen harkins and poolman in and jordy ben is uh not going to be in the lineup so those and we Christian have the line as well oh yeah Veseline, well Veseline in as well so um, the lines are at the bottom. You wait. It's not very long ticker, so it does repeat. So that is, uh, I figured I'd put that, that news out there for everyone. Mitch, Mitch, uh, the Godfather's with us. Man, I miss roller food, LOL. <laughs> roller <laughs> food. <laughs> I'm a big roller food guy as well. Um, 
every now and then there's a great if you like roller food and you're in the city of winnipeg if you're going west pop in the flying j truck stop outside it is the closest thing to one of those great gas stations in the states where you can go in and they've got multiple different food stations great hot dogs brats pizza all that uh that's hashtag not spawn um but i if there's a few areas where i'm an expert in it's culinary options at gas stations and uh i gotta tell you that's maybe the best one in the city very popular with truckers right before they come into the city. So, Mitch, if you're driving around, go go hit the roller at the Flying J, and uh, I'm sure you'll come back going, Hustler, that was a very great call. Uh, man, this has been an awesome show today. I know everyone is just fired up to get going with this game tonight, Reem. We do have to wait until 8 o'clock. I'll give a shout-out to IC and, of course, Kenny and Rennie, who will be getting after it to, well, tonight after the game. Um, and then Ken will also join us tomorrow on the program, breaking down everything that happened tonight in the Jets-Oilers series and talking about the rest of the playoffs. So, I mean, for my money, this next couple days, PGA Championship in the day, playoff hockey through the night into a long weekend, Ream. I mean, I know we're you know in a bad place and we can't do a lot of those things, but just strictly from a sports perspective, this next weekend, if you're... You know, someone like me, I think, is going to be right up there with one of the best stretches that we've had really since this pandemic started. Yeah, don't forget Major League Baseball going away. The Blue Jays beating the Red Sox yesterday. Uh, they'll be back at it tonight, 637. Uh, Garrett Richards versus Russ Stripling. Also, basketball, these play-in games. A uh, big one tonight, a Lakers hosting the Golden State Warriors uh, I know people tune in. That's at 8, though, so around the same time as the Jets game. There's also Spurs and Grizzlies, so uh, we have the basketball uh, play-in games. Again, I, I'm, I have no idea how it works, but we still have games, and uh, LeBron and Curry going against each other. Uh, so I know people are fired up for that. Yes, and people, you're getting some love for your hat today. Um, we got to give a big shout-out to Rick Forney, Andrew Collier, and the Winnipeg Gold Eyes who are 1-0. They won their opener last night. They finish it up. A shutout against Sioux Falls in game number one. And uh, again, they've got a great program for the American Association Baseball TV package. I think it's about 20 bucks for the year. You can get all the games. Uh, you can find out more, goldeyes.com. Uh, but considering you were wearing the lid today, Reem, and our home team that we've missed for now over a full calendar year, playing in Jackson, Tennessee, it's great to see they're able to play right now. And uh, we got to give us a shout-out, and uh, congratulations on win number one of the season. Well, yeah, I had to wear this hat in honor of uh, the start of the season. They're not here. They are in Jackson, Tennessee. But uh, I love the uh, the OG Gold Eyes logo from 94. So uh, I prefer I prefer this one. I, I'm more of a – I don't like – you know, any team that's ever put out a new jersey or a new logo, I always hate it. I always like the old one. So I guess that's just me when it comes to – But that's to, still their logo. They they kind of use a different one. I mean, they st- I think it might be in the in the mix, but I think they have the the angry fish one now, don't they? Yeah, well, this fish isn't fish as angry. Some, he, he, he's not as mad, and they do the stylized G on some of the yeah, hats. Yeah, they have as the well. stylized G. So Listen, I just, if you're a Gold Eyes fan and you want some merch, you can just head down to the ballpark. You got or, tons. You know, go online. They've got so many different cool ones. I'm personally partial to the bacon jersey. Uh, of which I did an amazing first pitch at the ballpark with that jersey on. And, of course, Andrew Collier, Gold Eyes GM, came on with us last week to talk about the upcoming season. 
and knowing my affinity for Bacon Night rocked his own version of the Bacon Jersey. So uh, that was a heck of a lot of fun. Man, this has been a great show today. Uh, we've got to thank James Duthie for joining us, as well as Mike McIntyre. Ken Weeb tomorrow. And uh, Reem, now I guess all that's left to do is get these podcasts up and uh, kill a few hours before it's time to drop the puck on the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Jets and Oilers going head to head. Yeah, we didn't kill a few hours. You got, you got, uh, you're not turning this off and putting on Flames Canucks right now. It's just started two minutes into the first. Oh, believe me, I am. That's why we got to get out of here right now. Yeah. <laughs> tune in. Clint Hughes, let's go. Three points. Oh, and you know, who was it that just popped in uh, and mentioned that they just got in on the PGA contest for the drafting? That was Travis. Travis, great to see that you did that. Listen, you know we're big DraftKings guys, but we are so bloody frustrated at what has happened with this site. We're not able to send out invites on any of the contests over 20. For the majors, you don't want to just leave it at 20. It fills up in like two seconds if people get the invites. So I did do a 40-person contest, but nobody gets the invites. So unfortunately, what I've had to do, if you're in the if you're in our Winnipeg Sports Talk, formerly the warm-up DraftKings group, uh, just go to my Twitter, at Hustlerama. I tweeted out a link that'll take you right there. Enter it. As of right now, that's pretty much the only way we can fill contests more than 20. It's a bit of a pain in the rear. I apologize to people that miss out before we fill. But if you're here right now and you want to get in, just go to my Twitter, at Hustlerama. You might have to go down a few tweets. There's a link right there. Go in, reserve your spot, and make sure to fill your lineup in because tee-off is tomorrow morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I've contacted their support so many times, <laughs> and like they, and I'm like, I know you guys don't care about our stupid, you know, twenty person, forty person contest, but like, you know, I think they they should care that I haven't been getting notifications on my phone from their app for over a year, and they're like, <laughs> did you turn them on? And I was like, yeah, I've turned them on. Have you updated the app? Yeah, I've updated the app. So I don't know, DraftKings, they've changed stuff on their website. They don't have it together. You know, maybe I'll clip this and, and post it and be like, hey, uh, we need our league fixed so we can have, you know, a lot of contests. I could go on and on about this, but I, yeah, do, I didn't. I didn't mean this is I, tr- the only thing that could have triggered you more is bring up Daz. I was going to say the Dazen only thing that or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Dazen. Yeah. Don't bring them up. I've muted them on Twitter, so I don't know about any of their great boxing uh, fights that have been happening. <laughs> well, if it if it doesn't get fixed, I don't know. Maybe we end up having to be FanDuel guys or something like that. We'll figure it out. But in the meantime, there's a link on my Twitter. Uh, there's probably about 10 spots or so still left. Yeah. Yes, Wrench Doozer, don't bring up time zones. That's, that's, oh. the, that's the trifecta. DraftKings support and our inability to get invites out for our bigger contest, DAZN, and time zones. There yeah, you have zones. it. The holy trinity of things that trigger well, my partner, Michael Reeves. I'm okay. I'm fully okay with um, the Jets playing 8 o'clock. I mean, the game is in Edmonton. That's 7 o'clock there. That makes sense. But uh, <laughs> I think they have had 8.30 playoff games here before. That's when uh, game four is, what, on a Monday? Game uh, yeah, 8.45, actually. Sorry, 8.45. It'll say, it'll say 8.30, but the actual game time is 8.45. And um, as I said, whatever. I'm thankful that the team is in the playoffs. I'm thankful that we've got hockey to watch right now. And you know what? If it's at 8.45 on Monday, uh, we'll deal with it. Better. It would be a hell of a lot better to have that than to be going to watch your final regular season game happening right now at 2.30 in the afternoon mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, which is what's happening with the Flames and Canucks right now. So, uh, 
you know what? We've been waiting a long time for it. Took a little while. We've got a few more hours to go, but it is going to be great. Thanks again to everybody that's been in the chat today. This has been a huge, huge show today. If you haven't already, hit the red subscribe button. Turn your notifications on so you know when we're live, which is every day live at 1 p.m. on YouTube. We try and get the podcast out by about 3 to 3.30 shortly afterwards. Again, Apple's been giving us a bit of an issue. If you're wondering which podcast feed to subscribe, maybe go with Spotify. It seems to be a little more reliable right now. Um, but other than that, subscribe, like, tell a friend about Winnipeg Sports Talk. we got to thank again Nick and Nikki DQ for a great game day prize. And uh, iPhone Benj, the yep. big winner, the first ever winner of the... Winnipeg Sports Talk Wheel of Fortune, Reem. Yeah, I was just really glad someone in the chat won the cake. So uh, we'll be doing more of these, uh, so stay tuned. That was fun to do. We spun the wheel. I had uh, all you know all the names list. A lot of people commented. Uh, we got a ton of new followers from that. So we do appreciate everyone uh, who has checked out the show, who maybe didn't know about it. Uh, this, is, this is pretty fun. I should... <laughs> Benji's, you know, says he wishes he could invite everyone over for cake. Unfortunately, <laughs> not, but we'll post a we'll post a picture of him with the cake when he gets it. Absolutely, on, on Instagram. Absolutely. Maybe a video of him eating it. He can break down how good the DQ cake is. Big Instagram guy, Benji's always looking for great content. Maybe even get a few Pokemon in the uh, in the shot as well. With he the, says, uh, with the "Cake, <laughs> everyone swing by. Don't tell Pallister." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's a great way to end the program. Yeah, um, a great, great way to end the program today. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks, as always, to Nick and Nikki DQ, Not Autocorp, Royal Sports, Boston Pizza, Little Brown Jug. Still time to maybe get a home delivery order at littlebrownjug.ca <laughs> for tonight's game and for the long weekend. Make sure to check out that uh, free mug deal along with it. Assiniboia Downs, our friends at Breezy Bend. Don't forget, PGA Championship begins tomorrow morning. Get your bets in. Make sure your lineups are complete. Aikens Lake Wilderness Lodge and Cool Bet Canada. Jets right now, plus 160 for the series at Cool Bet if you want to get in on it. Um, Remo, that's about it. Tomorrow we'll be back. We'll break down game number one. We'll get ready for game number two. Lots more action around the playoffs. And we'll also be able to watch the leaderboard of the PGA Championship. Should be an awesome afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Hey, if everyone's got a prediction for the game, just type it in chat right now before we go, because it is fun when people have yeah. like crazy ones, and then they actually happen, and we're like, "Oh, who is Gregory here? Is Gregory uh, right now?" Greg, I'm always most excited to see Gregory's prediction if he's here. But um, but yes, predictions for tonight's game. If you want to include a series prediction as well, we will take those, and uh, we'll always be able to go back and be able to say <laughs> on Winnipeg Sports Talk end of the program on Wednesday, I called that, and then you'll have proof. You can just go back and show people and be uh, impress everyone with your prognostication skills. Yeah, that's that's fun. And uh yeah, I guess I guess that's it for the show. Hey, we got a bunch of bunch of games tonight. Uh <laughs> big games. We got Quinn Hughes, the Quinn Hughes watches on for yours truly. 3 points this afternoon. Let's make it happen 43. Finish this season strong for you and your Vancouver Canucks teammates. And hey, just in all seriousness, speaking of the Canucks, 
very interesting reports that the Sedin brothers might yes. end up being part of management. Um, apparently, Jim Benning is going to come back. I don't know whether this is just sort of punting the decision down the road. Uh, what this means for Travis Green, I'm not sure, but he, the staff don't have contracts right now. They're going to finish today, and you would imagine that he should be able to interview tomorrow somewhere else if he wants to. So that'll be something we'll be focusing on or following for the next few days. We won't be focusing on, we'll be focusing on the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Folks, thanks to everyone that was with us live on YouTube today. Hit that like button on the way out. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. For those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for the support. We'll be back tomorrow. Ken Weeble join us. The latest on Jets, Oilers, between games one and two. And you'll hear it right here on Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Enjoy the game tonight. Have a great evening, and go Jets, go. Oh, my God. Shut it down. Let's go Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.